48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. Chief Executive-elect John Lee says the current electoral system will be in place for the long term. Current Chief Executive Carrie Lam says Hong Kong won't be further relaxing social distancing measures in late June as planned. And the government is urged to reform Hong Kong's education system as both student and teacher numbers continue to decline. Chief Executive-elect John Lee says the incoming government will maintain the current electoral system for a long period of time, effectively meaning the people of Hong Kong won't get to directly elect their leader. He made the remark in response to a question about electoral reform after returning from Beijing, where he met President Xi Jinping and received his appointment letter from Premier Li Keqiang. President Xi has made it very clear that the improved electoral system is in full confirmation with the principle of one country, two systems, and is taking consideration of the actual situation of Hong Kong and satisfies the development needs of Hong Kong. And it should be maintained for a long period of time. The six-term government will, of course, uphold this position and maintain the system for a long period of time. Mr Lee also held discussions with the head of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Xia Baolong, about forming his governing team. He said he would make an announcement on that as soon as possible. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says Hong Kong will not be further relaxing social distancing measures for the time being, as the SAR is experiencing what she called a stagnant COVID situation. She said the government was taking a prudent approach to infection control, as the daily COVID tally hasn't dropped much for a month. She said the final phase of easing Hong Kong's COVID curbs would not come in late June as planned. We are in a sort of a stagnant situation with the number of positive test cases staying at around 200 and 300 cases, including local infections as well as imported cases. But there have already been over 10 such uh, infection clusters in the community, especially the most recent two cases involving bars. So we will have to take a very prudent approach. And my position at this moment is we probably will not introduce the third and final stage of the social distancing uh, relaxation before the end of June. COVID-19 clusters involving two bars in Central continue to grow with four more customers who visited the Central Bar testing positive and 10 more cases coming from Iron Fairies. Dr Chuang Chuk Kwan from the Centre for Health Protection says authorities are still tracing the infection source of the clusters but she doesn't think it matters much. She spoke through an interpreter. I don't think it is very critical whether we can find the source patient. We have 200 cases in the community. Everyone behind each case that there is a transmission chain. So we are not worried about a super outbreak. We just want to know how big uh, some clusters are in order to uh, reduce the transmission. Hong Kong reported 329 new COVID cases today, of which 35 are imported. The chairman of the Hong Kong Association of the Heads of Secondary Schools, Lin Chun Pong, has urged the government to reform the education system in light of falling student and teacher numbers. Timmy Song has this report. A poll of 140 secondary schools by the association found that an average of 32 students quit each school in the 2020-21 school year, compared to 20 in the previous year. 
Almost a thousand teachers also left in the last school year, around double the figure of the previous year. Speaking on an RTHK program, Ms. Lin said teachers named the overall social environment in Hong Kong, people disrespect for the education system, COVID-19 affecting teaching, and changes to the education policy in recent years as the top reasons why they were quitting. He said the loss of teachers had affected schools' operations and the overall quality of teaching, and added that it takes time to groom teachers for managerial positions. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with a few showers and a minimum temperature of about 27 degrees. Hot with sunny periods again tomorrow. The top temperature will be about 32 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees even higher in the new territories. Winds will be moderate south to southwesterlies. The outlook persistently hot with sunny periods and a few showers in the next few days. Currently, the observatory 28 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 86%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is exactly five minutes past 11. At her regular Tuesday press briefing, Chief Executive Carrie Lam noted that the number of people getting their third COVID jabs hit a record 51,000 yesterday, just ahead of the tightening of vaccine pass rules, requiring most people to have had three inoculations. Mrs Lam said that shows the system is effective in boosting Hong Kong's vaccination rate. Her comments were backed up by an operator of community vaccination centres who told RTHK many people have been coming in over the past two weeks for their third jabs. Samuel Kwok, who operates centres in Kowloon Tong, Jordan and Lychee Kok, told Samantha Butler that one of the centres has seen a threefold increase in visitors. Recently, in the last two weeks or so, a lot more people coming for the jabs. We see increasing number to, say, up to yesterday. At the Kunchong, we have over 1,700 doses given. But opposed to maybe two weeks ago, is we have just about you know 500, 600 people coming. So there is a lot of people coming in these two weeks. And all of those people, about 85% are for the third jabs. When you see that our daily caseload is always hovering around 200 cases, what does that tell you about the immunity level in our population? Yeah, we, we kind of having a steady number of cases every day since the last few weeks, about 200, 300. So I think we have reached a state where the wave has come to the end of it, but this end actually ends very slowly. Now that we're also having an increase in the or relaxation of the measures, social distancing measures, so this also has an effect on why the number of cases are not coming down to almost zero. With these factors coming in, so I think we would be in, a, in this kind of state for a longer time. I hope there would be not a rebound or a, a six wave coming. So it takes longer to come down. But maybe we are coming to the stage where Hong Kong have this endemic state of the COVID infection. The University of Hong Kong's medical school is recruiting 1,800 people to test a next-generation COVID vaccine from a mainland drug company that's designed to tackle the highly infectious Omicron variant. The new jab was developed by Sinopharm using traditional inactivated vaccine technology. So far, 500 people have signed up for the one-year clinical trial. But it's hoped if everything goes smoothly, the new vaccine will be available here at the end of the year. Professor Ivan Hung, who's leading the clinical trial, told Timmy Sung what his team will be looking at. We will compare as a primary endpoint, which will be four weeks after the second dose, uh, on how well they are in terms of the immunogenicity uh, against the various Omicron uh, sub-variants and also against the various 
so-called primitive uh, alpha, beta, and delta variants uh, in terms of the neutralizing antibody and the RGG response. We will also be, of course, looking at the safety uh, of these vaccines. Uh, as well as the uh, other immunogenicity, including the T cell response, uh, and also the uh, so-called the uh, overall clinical protection. But that, of course, the clinical protection or the clinical effectiveness will be affected by the overall uh, situation uh, of the current uh, COVID uh, so-called pandemic uh, in Hong Kong. At the end, the, the test subjects would have received uh, four or five doses of COVID vaccines at the end. Is there any safety concerns? No, I, I don't think there's any safety concern. The reason is because it's a inactivated vaccine platform. It's just that they changed the antigen. Uh, the overall uh, made up and also the um, uh, the vaccine or the platform itself hasn't changed. So overall, the, the safety is, uh, is reassured in that sense. Do you expect the, the vaccines you are testing will be effective against, as you said, disappearance uh, uh, of Omicron like BA.4 and 0.5? Yes, we are expecting that there will be cross-protection against because it's based, this vaccine is based on uh, Omicron BA.1 antigen. So the uh, variation of, of the subvariance will not uh, so-called affect the overall immunogenicity very much. Even though that we are, you know, study, early study has shown that the BA4 and BA5 have so, uh, so-called more immune escape, uh, affecting the immune response uh, of the, the vaccine. But I don't think that will affect the uh, overall response very much because it still belongs to the Omicron variants. To other news, a woman who worked for a currency exchange firm has been charged with theft and using a fake transaction record to allegedly cover up the missing money. The ICAC accuses Yun On Ki of stealing nearly a million dollars from a branch where she worked as a manager. It alleges she took the money in September 2019 and conspired with an accounting clerk nearly six months later to use a transaction record to cover up the shortfall. Ms Yun was released on ICAC bail and is due to appear at Eastern Court on Thursday. Tickets went on sale today for 12 summer concerts by the boy band Mirror. The government's new real name registration system has been set up for ticket buyers, but fans haven't found it any easier to snap up tickets. Jimmy Choi explains. Getting your hands on a ticket to see the popular boy band Mirror is never easy, even before the government brought in a new system to prevent ticket sculping. Tickets are on sale for 12 concerts at the Hong Kong Coliseum scheduled for July and August, with fans having to register their real name and ID details via the online ticketing office, Uptix. But the platform has been jammed all day. All ticketing slots are currently taken up by other customers, is the message greeting visitors. Nevertheless, some 13% of around 37,700 tickets for the band's shows had sold two hours after the ticket office opened at 10am. In a Facebook post, the Home Affairs Bureau said the Acting Secretary for Home Affairs, Jack Chan, was glad to see ticket sales were running in a largely smooth and orderly manner. Turning overseas, a court in Ukraine has sentenced two Russian soldiers to 11 and a half years imprisonment for war crimes. It's the second war crimes trial Ukraine has held since the Russians began their offensive. The country's top prosecutor, Irina Venediktova, told a news conference in The Hague that hundreds of Russian war crimes suspects have been identified. We have more than 600 suspects. Actually, it is high level of top militaries, politicians and propaganda agents of Russian Federation. 
When we speak about war crimes in Ukraine, you know we have near 80 suspects, people whom we identify as a war criminals and started to prosecute them. In finance news, factory activity across the border contracted at a slower pace this month. The official purchasing managers index, or PMI, rose to 49.6 from 47.4 in April. But that still signals contraction, as COVID-19 curbs in major manufacturing hubs were relaxed, but movement controls still depressed domestic demand. Services also remained soft. The non-manufacturing PMI improved to 47.8 from 41.9 in April. The improving PMI read gave Hong Kong shares another boost today. The Hang Seng Index rose 1.4% or 291 points to close at 21,415. And inflation in the Eurozone has reached a record high of 8.1% in the year to May. The jump from 7.4% last month is higher than most economists expected. Inflation is being driven by a surge in energy and food prices. In sport, European football's governing body, UEFA, has commissioned an independent inquiry into the chaotic scenes that delayed Saturday's Champions League final between Liverpool and Real Madrid in Paris. Kickoff was delayed as police used tear gas and pepper spray against Liverpool supporters outside the stadium. The French authorities have blamed massive ticket fraud. But AP's global sports correspondent, Rob Harris, says the sports ministry in Paris has produced no evidence to back its claims. The latest reasoning is trying to blame the fans and trying to blame these fake tickets or ticketless fans in trying to force the way into the Stade de France. And they've come up with this number of 30 to 40,000 fans that they believe try to access the stadium that way. And we haven't really seen actual evidence of that or how they actually managed to come up with those numbers, where their evidence is of those significant numbers of fake tickets. The sale of Chelsea Football Club to a consortium led by the LA Dodgers owner Todd Bowley has been completed in a deal worth more than five billion US dollars. Chelsea had been operating under a special license from the UK government, which would have expired today. The BBC's Laura Scott has been looking at what the new owners have had to say about the sale. They actually give a bit of detail on the number of inquiries they had. They said they had 250 inquiries from proposed purchases. They held detailed discussions with more than 100 individuals and entities. They entered into 32 confidentiality agreements. They received 12 credible bids. That resulted in four and then three final bidders. But Todd Bowley and the Clear Lake Capital Consortium have been chosen as the preferred bidder, and that transaction has gone through today. We've also heard from Todd Bowley and Clear Lake about their sort of vision for the club, their commitment to growth and building Chelsea to continue the success that they've enjoyed under Roman Abramovich. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, Chief Executive-elect John Lee says the current electoral system will be in place for the long term. And current Chief Executive Carrie Lam says Hong Kong won't be further relaxing social distancing measures in late June as planned. The news from RTHK.
1972, and I think they're still going. There's a band there called the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Their hit from around 75 called Jackie Blue. The other one they had, I think, came out about a year earlier. It was called If You Want to Get a Heaven, the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. I've played them for ages. Into our second hour this Tuesday, how are you doing? Our marvelous musical magical mystery tour continues with Carol King. Mm-hmm. 